Did you know Higher Ed's premier tech conference, Elucian Live, is almost here. Join industry leaders in New Orleans, March 26th through 29th. Discover insights and game-changing solutions to unlock possibility and drive student success. Register at elive.elucian.com. Epic. Three higher ed authors, 100-plus college and university presidents, dozens of actionable insights for academic leaders. Commencement, the beginning of a new era in higher education, is now available on Amazon. Welcome back, everybody. It's your time to add up on the Edup Experience podcast, where we make education your business. Dr. Joe Salustio, back with you again. And at this point, we had finally passed 250,000 downloads of this podcast. Uh, this happened actually a couple of days ago. I also, uh, always want to say thank you to our audience who listens. Um, and I put a post out on LinkedIn uh, recently because I wanted to have everybody see the range because we like to we, we say this is your podcast. That means we're as transparent as possible with our information. So our lowest listened to episode ever was the first episode that Elvin and I did, which isn't surprising. Uh, the first ever number one episode, 177 times people listen. So that doesn't sound that bad, right? 177. Our top listened to episode ever is 3,112 downloads. That's a lot. Um, we have, I don't know, 20, there are over a thousand um, it's insane and we just keep growing and growing and of course uh, for those of you that know and follow we did write a book called commencement the beginning of a er new era in higher education written by Kate Colbert myself and uh, we are uh, so happy that the book is making um, making its mark in higher education and leaders all across the world in fact 12 different countries have picked up a copy we hope you do too and I'll say thank you in advance and with this I'm gonna bring in our guest co-host and our guest right away because we have rescheduled, I think it's a record, like eight times. And every now and then I get a guest who we just, our schedules won't align, they're busy, I'm busy, so on and so on. But I think we're gonna do it this time. And the person that came along for the ride this time, and you've heard her before, she's Erica Leo Deason. She's the Executive Director at the Alliance for Innovation and Transformation in Higher Education. Erica, what's going on? Hey Joe, how are you today? I'm good, how are you? I'm great. Congratulations on 250,000 downloads. That's Thank exciting. You. Yeah. Who who knew, right? I mean, I right. just thought my mom and my wife would listen and <laughs> maybe Elvin, you know, but uh, apparently people like it. So we're going to keep pushing it out. And it's because I bring in guest hosts like you, to be quite honest. That's why. Uh, well, I'm honored to be included. Well, we have a, we want to get right to our guest because it's kind of a game changer. He's kind of changing the game. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen. He's Steve Grubbs. He's CEO and founder of Victory XR. Steve, what's going on? That's that's pretty awesome. That's the first time I've gotten applause on a podcast. So well, let's uh, make you, it you've two done times it. in a row. Woo. Everybody, Steve Grubbs. There he is. <laughs> I love what's it. Going on? How are you? I am doing well. Thanks for having me, and I'm I'm looking forward to really bring maybe a a paradig a paradigmatic shift uh, to your audience today paradigmatic shift holy whoa crap. we're using big words that? right out of the gate yeah I, holy crap that's the word of the day right there <laughs> um, um steve steve let's level set for us what's victory xr and uh, what do you do and how do you do it victory xr is a company that specializes in metaverse education and so if you stop and think about it we're in this really dramatic shift right now this uh this move to decentralization you know for for thousands of years, humans flocked 
to cities and made cities bigger and bigger to, to the point where cities in the world have tens of millions of people. That trend now has started to reverse due to technology and other trends. And, and, and because of that, the big cities are getting smaller and people are, are, are moving to more remote locations. And one of the effects of that is not just remote work, not just remote podcasts, but also uh, a dramatic growth in remote education. And so that happens at the, at the four-year college level, it happens at the community college level. But if you look at the largest university in the United States, it didn't even exist 20 years ago. Western Governors University has 133,000 registered students. And, and while we see mostly across the United States, uh, on-campus residential enrollment flat, or in many cases in decline, uh, online enrollment is growing. And so if that's the case, are we expecting these students to learn how to be doctors or nurses or biologists or historians through a, a 2D Zoom type experience? It, it's not a sufficient way to, to educate. And so what we do is we've created this world of simulation labs and uh, digital twin replica campuses where students can gather together and learn uh, with their class, with their professors. They can fist bump if something goes great. They can break into small groups and work on projects. They can learn hands-on. So that's what Victory XR is, is bringing to the table. Amazing. Let's, uh, let's step back and go to the word metaverse and and um, imagine that we have somebody listening here that goes, you know what, I keep hearing this word metaverse. What is it exactly that somebody is talking about when they say the metaverse? Yeah, so the metaverse is a, a virtual 3D world that is persistent, always on, always there, just like the real world, and synchronous or multiplayer or... Uh, where groups can gather together. And so that's basically all the metaverse is. I mean, it's a, it's a big deal. It's a big change, something we weren't able to do a long time ago. You know, you, we first saw a small taste of it with uh, a product called Second Life that some people engaged with. But, but the technology and the graphics got dramatically better. And so now we can exist in these uh, 3D worlds and, and, you know, our point is not that people should solely exist in the metaverse or in a 3D world, but, but as we work and as we learn, we can do so in both worlds now. Hmm. Ooh, I like this conversation. Erica, I'm going to kick it over to you because you look ready. I am ready. And so you bring up Second Life, uh, Steve, and, uh, you know, obviously that was massively multiplayer. People were in there for a variety of different reasons. But you were recently involved with an initiative that brought this concept of the metaverse to higher ed. I'm referring to the Meta Immersive Learning Initiative, which was a $150 million initiative. Can you tell us a little bit about that, um, the 10 institutions that you worked with and your role in that process and how's it going? What are the results that you're seeing? Yeah, and we, uh, I'll, I'll give you a small new announcement today. Uh, so we, we work with Meta, for a portion of our metaversities. So metaversity, of course, being the word metaverse with university combined together. And so uh, Meta 
has an interest in the metaverse succeeding. If, if anybody reads the business pages, you know that that's a, a big deal for them. And so they needed someone who could, uh, or a company, I should say, that could, who could make that happen in higher education. And so we were doing it. We had proved the model. And so they came to us and said, if we provided some funding, could you expand this across the country? And so we went out and signed up West Virginia University, University of Kansas, uh, Morehouse, uh, Morehouse College was actually our first, but they uh, became a part of this program as well, Cal State, and so many more. And, and so uh, these 10 then committed to a couple of things. First of all, we would provide them with 50 virtual reality headsets, and they would provide those to their students not in a class, but so that they can take them home or where they, wherever they were at. So for example, in the case of the University of Maryland Global Campus, their students are all over the United States. And so those had to be shipped out to uh, those schools. Oh. In, the case of, in the cases of uh, South Dakota State, they have residential students, but also students all over South Dakota. So, so the students had these at home with them so they could go to class in that headset. They could get together and study with a classmate after school. They could visit the cadaver lab or they could socialize and game in those headsets. So it was more of a lifestyle. So, so that was the first piece. The second commitment was that the schools would teach at least two courses. And, and so instead of teaching a course online, you would teach it on your Metaversity campus. And so we, we launched the first 10 last September at the beginning of the fall semester. Um, it was so successful that uh, Meta chose to re-up and uh, fund a second cohort, and that will be launching this fall. Some of them will launch before that, but most will launch this fall as they uh, get their group of classes, and that will actually be 20 uh, Metaversities. Wow, congratulations. That's so exciting. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I love so it. So I have, I have to admit, uh, Joe, Steve and I actually have known each other before this interview. Mm. Um, Steve and I met last year and he was gracious enough to invite me and all of our AFIT members to gather in the metaverse and explore um, the space that he and Victory XR have created. And so in December, we actually hosted the largest gathering of higher ed leaders in the metaverse, right, Steve? Yes. Yes, it was a big group. You know why yes. I know that? Because that is why I was like, hey, we got to get this dude on the, the podcast. And that's so that's how long we've been rescheduling. By the oh, way. so it's so, all come full circle. That's yeah. great. That's great. So, Steve, I'm curious, based on what you've learned with um, the experimentation through the Meta Immersive Learning Initiative so far, um, what are what are some of the best, most effective classes that institutions are teaching in the metaverse? What are some of the um, most valuable experiences that they can offer? Yeah, that's a really good question um, because clearly there are some use cases that are better than others. You know, if anything that's hands-on, uh, for example, our cadaver lab where you can pull a human heart out and pass it around the room and then expand it until it's 10 foot tall and step inside it. You know, that's something that you can't do in the real world and, and something that's very expensive. So most schools do not have a cadaver lab. So that's a big deal. But what we have found is that just the entrepreneurial nature of professors and people have, have 
created some really amazing ways to learn in, in ways that we didn't expect. So for example, um, we have Professor Zach Wall at, the Nor at Northern Illinois University. And he is teaching physical education students and kinesiology students on his metaverse classroom in his gym in the metaverse on, on their uh, campus. And so, so what he does is he simulates uh, an actual class of students and these gym teachers get to understand, you know, if you're not looking behind you, who knows what's going on over there and, and, and learning and creating activities, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, that was one that I hadn't expected, but classes like forestry and biology and, and imagine learning history where you can step into a time machine and go back in time. I mean, it just changes the way you learn and it also changes the way you retain information. You were serious about that? I love it because, <laughs> you know, this is like, the, this is future speak, right? We're always talking about what, what's the future of higher education. Do, are you having, I don't know what the question is here, but you know, there's a traditional model challenge, you know, of uh, what is, what, you know, what do students want are our institutions going full bore online? And if they are, what does that mean for me and my job if I've taught only on ground? And what's going to happen to this program if all these students go online? You know, is it is it this for you, Steve? Say goodnight to the bad guy. Right? Or, or are you <laughs> charting new frontier for universities and it's just all about vision? Yeah, so, you know, it's, it's definitely about vision, but, it, you know, the world's a bell curve. And uh, we know that in that second and third standard deviation, there are professors who really want to get out and, and, and try some new things. On the opposite side of the bell curve, there are a couple of standard deviations where, uh, you know, you're not dragging them into doing anything new. Yikes! Most, prof most professors are in between there. I think it, the, the two, the, the middle, the first standard deviation is like 67%. And, and because of that, most are waiting for the, the first two standard deviations to try this out, to show how it works, and to make that happen. That's happening right now, and, and it's happening successfully. So now what we expect to happen, you know, starting in the fall, is that other professors will begin saying, okay, I want to teach a course either every class on our Metaversity campus or uh, weekly labs. And, and if you think about it, you know, if you're a professor who um, has to drive to campus, go to class, teach your course, or you can do the exact same thing in a better classroom and not leave your office or not leave your kitchen table, well, that's, that's a pretty good deal as well. And so at Morehouse College, they started in the spring of 21, with three courses and and that grew to 13 courses in about three semesters so lots of professors want to try it want to be able to teach in it and it's a uh, you know we expect it to take off like a a, a hockey stick curve mm. one of the things that it does eric i'll pass it back to you in a second but you know in thinking about online education in particular one of the challenges for for anybody that works in online ed uh, particularly with adult students, if they're on their own schedule, is, is creating community, right? right? That's what you get on a campus when you walk with your best friend when you're in college and you go to the meal hall and so on. 
online when you've got kids and you're by yourself and a lot of it is self-paced you may not be interacting with people and so how do you do this in such a way that creates community video games have been great at this right you have video game communities if you if you're a gamer and you play online you have an avatar and you can interact with other people that have this or you can challenge them with that the idea i'm mean, sort of the same idea about it is let's have this community and will i retain better because i have stronger community if i'm learning in this new way it engages different senses than just me and a paper me me writing a paper right is the idea here when you get these early adopters on board is hey this is going to help develop community this is going to help with retention it's going to give you an opportunity to teach in uh, students and have them learn in a new way yeah so that's that's a huge part of it um you know assuming that online or remote or distance learning is here to stay and will likely continue to grow then we can't have a world where every student is just behind their computer screen and maybe have the, maybe they have their camera on maybe they have their camera off who knows but but in on a metaversity campus a a chemistry professor can go into our chemistry lab they can break the students into groups of twos or threes then they go to their own table with their own lab equipment and they do their experiments together then they report back in the uh, group setting and they then they can all report out on what they learned from their chemistry experiments so this and this is all done in a starship by the way um so this is not possible through a zoom like tool mm -hmm. and it's uh and frankly some of it's not possible uh even in the real world uh, and if it is it's very expensive so so that ability to be able to work in small groups to laugh to talk to to succeed and to fail with low consequences um that makes a difference in the whole in in one's ability to learn nailed it erica we actually saw that uh, sense of community firsthand when afit members uh met in the metaverse um i remember specifically joe you know mitch talenfeld from mdt marketing i do he's one yeah. of my faves yeah mine too uh so he he was um part of this demonstration and he was standing there you know he's he's joining us from florida and he's standing next to um dr student baton garcia the president of chippewa valley technical college in wisconsin and they're standing there in the metaverse at the bottom of the ocean having a conversation and the next time we were together uh, at a ceo networking session on zoom they were sharing, you know, what a cool experience that was, and it really did foster a nice sense of community and connection for them. So oh. I saw, I saw that dynamic that uh, Steve was describing play out firsthand. Um, one of the questions I have for Steve, though, is, um, you know, a lot of our AFIT members are rural colleges, um, so they have questions about accessibility and affordability of this type of offering for their students. So can you talk a little bit about um, how this works in areas where they might not have great Wi-Fi access, and also how do we do this and offer these headsets that may be $400 to students who can't afford them? Yeah, so a couple things. First of all, as far as uh, Wi-Fi, um, you, you don't have to have a real strong Wi-Fi signal. You do need to have Wi-Fi. It's a streaming service. So, you know, if a student has Netflix, that's a streaming service. And if they are able to stream Netflix, then they should be able to stream 
uh, a metaverse campus. That's number what? one. And I know I know this to be the case because I was shooting a 360 field trip about Davy Crockett. I was in rural eastern Tennessee, and I had a meeting on one of our in one of our metaverse spaces. And uh, I, I couldn't get to. I couldn't find like a coffee shop, and I was out in the country, so I drove to the top of a farmer's hill. And I connected to the hotspot on my phone, which had three bars, and it came off without a hitch. So, well, let's so start I know the that. Insanity. Yeah, so I know that if uh, that really streaming should not be a major impediment moving forward, and and if it is, then Zoom's going to be a, an impediment. So that's number one. The number two about the cost. So first of all, you can access a Metaversity campus through a PC. Or, or a laptop or MacBook, whatever. And so, so you don't have to have a virtual reality headset. It's nice to have, it's more immersive. You can do things in a headset you can't do on a PC, but for the most part, it, you can consume the same experience. But we also are launching a rental program where you don't have to buy the full headset. You just pay uh, a certain amount per month for however, however many months you might need it. If it's an eight week course or a full semester course, then you pay that amount, we ship it to you, you ship it back, and, and that will solve a portion of that hardware issue. But we also think that, you know, in the day, you know, I was one of the first people to have a laptop because I've always been tech forward. Now everybody's got a laptop on campus. Um, phones, you know, in 09, everybody started buying smartphones. You had people who got them right away, but today everybody has them. We expect that these immersive devices over the next five to seven years will become commonplace. And so while today hardware may be a small issue, it won't be an issue shortly. You can't handle the truth. Ladies and gentlemen, can I have your attention? It's time for us to solve the puzzle of success in higher education. Get your ticket to Elucian Live for industry insights, powerful connections, and innovative solutions. From March 26th through 29th, join peers from around the world in New Orleans to unlock the possibility and drive student and institutional success. Learn more and register at elive.elucian.com. You know that the world of higher education is experiencing evolutions and revolutions. You want to be part of the progress. Commencement the beginning of a new era in higher education with insights from more than 100 college and university presidents will show you how. Get your copy of Commencement, the beginning of a new era in higher education now on Amazon right away. We think you're going to love it. It's amazing. I like that you say that because right four years ago when we were talking about like VR goggles and even PlayStation VR, I keep coming back to gaming because the concepts are the same in my mind. Um, you know, impossible to get uh, and you know, nobody can afford it. And now they're way more common. You know, schools have, you know, here at Lindenwood, we have a bunch of goggles and students are in an immersive environment and there are art history classes walking around pulling, oops, sorry, I'm knocking my own microphone because I get so excited pulling pictures off the wall and looking at the Mona Lisa and being able to flip it around. I mean, it's amazing what can be done. Is there a convincing process, Steve? I mean, you go to a school, you connect with a leader and you go, the metaverse, all the things that you, you can do. And the leader says, no matter what level they are, they go, I don't know if we're ready for that. I don't, I don't know. We don't do that here. 
you know we're we're not is it this kind of thing or is it oh wow how do we how do we do this it, what, what kind of conversation what does a conversation sound like for somebody that's interested but not yeah, convinced? so 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 i'll come to that but i, I would also say of the four thousand universities and colleges you know there are a group that are entrepreneurial and, and forward thinking when it comes to technology and issues like this and obviously erica leads an organization of those types of leaders those are the people we want to work with at this point you know we're more likely to succeed if uh, if the university has decided that this matters for for the future so so that's number one but but even with people that are inclined toward it they have obvious questions questions that need to be answered uh, for example is there any data that shows that it's effective and you know then we go to the morehouse college study uh, they'll have questions about you know how will our professors learn to teach in virtual reality and then we talk about our our micro certificate and our professional development program so so you have these really obvious questions but you know when the, the great thing the, the one of the good things that came out of the pandemic and there are a lot of bad things but one of the good things was that uh morehouse college called us and they said we've we've forced all of our students into these zoom type classes and they're not loving it and we need to figure out something better we hear that you might have a better idea and so we had an opportunity within 10 weeks to build and launch the digital twin campus for morehouse college and so we did that and they in turn launched three courses and their students loved it and and it was extremely well received and at that point we knew that we had something that uh, we could take elsewhere and so from there we were able to answer the concerns and objections and we're all still learning you know this is early there's lots of lessons to be learned but what we know is it works it's well received by students and it improves student performance we push the limits of science and technology erica your turn wait wait, wait before you say anything and if, <laughs> if you've listened recently you know um you, you've heard this but i have this transition button now Be, oh. instead of me going erica it's your turn i have this now it's your turn <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What a buildup. Yeah, like um, so Steve, let's talk dollars and cents. I have two questions for you. One is how much does something like this cost for an institution that might be considering going down this path? And then also how can institutions use this um, technology to generate revenue for their institutions? Yeah. So it's um, $200 per year per student. And so if you think about, you know, whether the community college level, uh, whether the higher ed level or Ivy League, $200 is not that much money in higher ed. And in fact, it was about the cost of one of my books in law school. So, um, and that's, a, that's an annual license that can be used for all courses, can be used for after school study, it can be used for social events. So it's full access license. So that's, that's number one. So a hundred bucks a semester. Um, Second, the hardware. Like I said, one can just use their PC, but if they chose to use a virtual reality headset, you know, the prices range anywhere from $400 to uh, $1,300. But, um, you know, $400 to $700 is the range that for most headsets. Um, 
if, if you are looking for a headset that's going to be sort of a higher end, maybe used for um, nursing or medical school classes or biology classes, then, um, you know, there's there are a couple that are like the $1,200 range that you might buy 10 of and put in a class. So, um, so the hardware is not that expensive either, you know, especially considering what what we have to the size budgets of colleges and universities for technology. Third, let's say that a school wanted a digital twin replica campus. So, you know, if you if you have a if you're curious about what that looks like, we have a, a, a YouTube channel, Victory XR, and you'll find lots of examples of wonderful digital twin campuses. Those cost $50,000. And with that, we will model and create a replica of five to seven buildings, the exteriors. We'll do the interior of two to three, and, and then we'll build out the grounds. And so, you know, most schools have, you know, beautiful grounds, something iconic in the middle of their campus. Um, and so we recreate all of that so that a student can, and here's where schools make money. What we know is that the Fortnite generation, the generation- I love who, that you just said that, by the way. Yes, well, here we are with the gaming. The Fortnite Roblox generation has arrived at college and in the workforce. And, and they, to them, socializing, learning, playing, consuming entertainment in a synchronous multiplayer world is how they were raised. It's what they're used to. And, and to them, if a school is not offering this, a college doesn't have this as an option, it's a little backwards. And so, you know, we all know the stats uh, about young, young men enrolling in college. You know, it's fallen off the cliff. And, and so one of the ways that for both men and women is to give them this offering where they can attend courses on a metaversity campus. And, and beyond that, how about campus tours? If you've got a digital twin replica, you can tour that campus, take a walking tour. You can walk across the campus. You can sit under a tree, just like when I was 18 years old and heading to the University of Iowa. Yes. And in, in the case of New Mexico State, we actually um, built a, a digital twin of their dorm room. So students can also uh, walk through the dorm room, check out the bathroom, sit on the bed, look out the window. You know, it's just a, a really cool way for students to determine. So, so it, not only is it helpful for, for, for the instructional part of a university, but it's also helpful for the admissions uh, and recruitment uh, arms of the college or university. I'm glad you're transparent about the cost because you, if, if you actually think about it, a $200 licensing fee per student, let's say you have 4,000 students, you can do the math on that and you go, oh, a million dollars. But you think about the benefit, 200 bucks. I mean, we charge students 200 bucks for all sorts of things. We enrollment fees and this technology fee and this lab fee. And if you go to an institution and look at their fees, tuition fee schedules, and you look at all the fees that we charge students, you start to go, oh, how do we start wrapping some of these technology fees into a technology fee of the future and bring on something that not only is gonna be innovative um, to be the be one of the early adopters, to help with your persistence and retention, to help with your recruitment in all the ways that Steve was talking about. And you go, I am really starting to see it. 
and I want to be in line here. I want to do this. How do I do this, Steve? What do I need to do if, if you know, and, and maybe you have a choice and you go, you know what, uh, this institution is ready and this one is not. Is there an assessment process that takes place? Or if, if I come to you and just go, hey, I want to do this with, with my students in this course or this program, we're just going to whip it out and make it happen. Yeah. So we think anybody can do it because what we've created is a turnkey solution, meaning um, if a university approaches us and they say, we think that we're going to teach our biology course, biology 105 on a metaversity campus, we'll say, great, uh, let's, so we have 9,000 3D models to choose from and lots of biology in there. So we say we have a curriculum specialist on our staff and they meet with the professor. They walk through the lesson plans and they identify um, classrooms and um, 3D models that might be useful in teaching those lessons. So, so that's number one is we, we need to identify that. And so for example, a, a classroom might be, we have built uh, the Galapagos Islands. And so maybe part of learning biology is understanding you know, the, the evolutionary process there. And then we also have human organs and, and we have a comparative anatomy class between a, a pig and a human. So you can compare organs and that type of thing. So, so you just, whatever is on the lesson plan, we help them identify that. But then the professor goes through a professional development course and that course teaches them, you know, why, how, and then has a practicum in actually doing it. So, so we, we figure out what should be in the course. We train the professor. Then we have a student orientation. And then on the first day of class, we'll put a, a techie in the class with the professor so that, uh, you know, they, so, so for example, the, the, the metaversity class comes with all these student um, management tools. So for example, if you need everybody just to shut up, you press a button and everybody's quiet. If you need them all to, you know, if you're out on the Galapagos Islands and people are exploring all over, you press a button and it brings everybody into one location immediately. If you need everybody to be seated because they're wandering around, you press a button and everybody is automatically seated. So um, you've got these wonderful tools and, and people just need to know how to use them. So that's, um, that's a big part of uh, how the process works. And you know, there's, there's some other pieces to it, but on, on a short, you know, short description that covers it. Erica, we can't we can't let the metaverse fall into Joe's hands. Look at what he does with when he has access to too many buttons. I like your style, <laughs> dude. <laughs> the sound effects are like top I'm notch up, today. I'll level up, huh? Yeah, really. Okay, so you, I have you know a question. Why? I am why? the smartest man alive. <laughs> All right. All right. I'll, I'll, enough. Enough from that. <laughs> So one of the one of the things that I've been wondering about, you know, we've been seeing a lot of headlines about ChatGPT. Obviously, Joe did an interview with ChatGPT. AI is that artificial part of your intelligence? Um, can you still hear me? I'm getting a yes. message on my computer. So, I, so Erica, let me talk about artificial intelligence because it is a huge step forward. Uh, we're rolling out. Uh, in March, and just shortly, uh, our AI conversational avatars. And, and let me explain what that is and how it's different from ChatGPT. So, so the, the brain of ChatGPT 
is essentially all the knowledge in the world. It, it, it's got access to all this information in it, and it and it answers questions from all of that information. Well, as you can guess, uh, a nursing school may want to teach Western nursing rather than you know some other nursing methodology. So what what we have to do is uh, we have to take the knowledge that the school gives us and we put it into the brain of our av avatar. And so, for example, our first beta is a, an emergency room scenario. You have two patients that walk into the emergency room at the same time. They're both having chest pains. And now these are both avatars, but you can have a live conversation with them. You can ask them anything you want, but as a triage nurse, there are things you better ask them. So one of those patients is having a massive heart attack and will die soon if something isn't done. The other patient is having heartburn. And so, and there's one doctor, so that triage nurse has to ask some questions and decide what to do with each patient. And, um, and so in the brain of those avatars is information like, what did they eat that day? What's their family history? What are their symptoms? And then, you know, you can ask them, you know, what's the weather like outside that type of thing as well. But, but, it, but the avatar is listening to the question, understanding and speaking orally the answer to you. So you have this wonderful conversation. Now think about the potential of that. We can have in a chemistry class, an extra chemistry professor. You know, maybe it's a floating glowing orb that you can always ask questions of. Maybe it's like data from Star Trek, but, but essentially what we have created is data, that, that character from Star Trek. So um, that's how we are integrating AI and, 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 and we are not using chat GPT as the engine just because we can't control uh, the knowledge in the brain and, and you know, professors want to be able to have some limitations on that. Amazing. Well, I'd like to, th I, you know, I, I was just looking at the clock and I'm going, wow, we're kind of at the end of what we do for the time of an episode. And I feel like we barely started covering this topic, right? Honestly, same. Uh, it's like, wait a minute. I had like a hundred questions. And I didn't ask any of them, um, <laughs> but we do like to close out our episodes with two final questions, Steve, uh, to every guest. Number one, what did we not say about victory XR? Like what, what was the one thing you wanted to say coming in here that you maybe didn't get to say, or Erica didn't ask you about? I obviously asked perfect questions, but you know, it is what it is. But what, what do you, is there something coming up, something going on, a release, you go, you know, uh, acquisition, anything that you want to release here live on the Edip Experience. Um, and number two, what do you see as the future of higher education? I feel like that's easy for you to answer. Yeah, so let's, let's start with the first. One of the cool things that we are rolling out in addition to the AI, conversational avatars is what is known as mixed reality. So what Erica and, and the community college presidents enjoyed was a, a completely immersive virtual reality campus. But the new headsets that are coming out, the, the Vive XR Elite, the MediQuest Pro, the uh, Lenovo VRX, these are all headsets that allow you to have um, these augmented reality experiences. And the key is for it to be synchronous. So, so what that means is, is students, most of what we've talked about today is students learning remotely. But what if you have students on campus in a classroom and you want to have a cadaver lab? Well, 
you need to be able to put the human cadaver on the middle of the table in the classroom and the students then they synchronize that where they're positioning and now they all can gather around that cadaver now the, here's so that everybody understands here's the difference in the virtual reality cadaver lab the only thing you see is the avatar of the other people in the room with a mixed reality in cadaver lab you see the actual person you see everybody in the room as they are if somebody walks in or enters or exits the room you see that but there's also this augmented this graphic 3d object or person or whatever the case might be in the room with you so for example um, you could go into a gym and you could put lincoln's log cabin you can put a cadaver you can um you can put human organs around the room and everybody can see each other and they can walk up and and manipulate the organs so so it's a solution uh that's just now becoming possible and, and we believe that we're if not the first in the world to figure out the synchronous piece for higher education in mixed reality we are among the first and and this is going to provide a, an amazing solution for on-campus learning wow I don't even know what to say. It's pretty, pretty amazing. I mean, because that's kind of like the future of higher education and Victory XR all rolled up into one. Yes. Erica, what do you think about all this, this conversation? I'm excited about the possibilities. I'm, I'm excited to see what's next. And um, I, I just love that, you know, you're leading this initiative, Steve, and that you've invited groups like AFIT to experiment with you and help shape the, the future of higher ed. So thanks for the work that you're doing. This has been such an enlightening conversation. It's fascinating to think about where this is all leading. You know what I love about um, you two linking up? It's like, Erica, your membership almost by and large is community colleges and you go, where's, there's a lot of innovation happening in community colleges right now. We do talk to higher ed doomsdayists that talk about, you know, higher ed not innovating, dying. Yes, there's gonna be some closed institu institutions, but take a look at the other side of the spectrum we don't focus on the other side of the spectrum enough. There isn't enough written about that. You know, for every article we say that a school closed, if we had an article saying X school went into the metaverse or X school enrolled X more students because of a Y, you know, change that they made. There isn't a balance necessarily in the reporting of higher education. And I love, Steve, that, that you and Erica, with what you do at AFIT, you guys are championing, and you have an entrepreneurial mindset, Erica, in your background. I it just... Well done, you guys. Um, boy, I guess I got to get on the train here. Ladies and gentlemen, Erica Leody, she's the executive director of AFIT. If you don't know AFIT, it's AFIT Higher Ed, right? The website, AFITHigherEd.com? Yeah. Um, I know that's because I've seen you enough times now that I should remember. <laughs> um, always a pleasure to have you back, Erica, and thanks for being so flexible to get this gentleman on. He is the man of man right now. Men of man among men, Victory XR. You gotta know him, CEO and founder of Victory XR. His name is Steve Grubbs. Follow him on social media and LinkedIn. He's not hard to find. He's doing incredible work. Steve, thanks for being on the podcast. How did you enjoy your experience today? Wow, I loved it. I have never been on. I've been on a lot of podcasts. Never one with sound effects done so well. So I loved that. I loved the questions. I appreciate the the whole show. And uh, we will be letting our fifty thousand followers know about this podcast oh yeah well thank you steve 
maybe someday we can do an edup experience uh podcast me interviewing you in a victory xr metaverse ah wouldn't Ooh, that I be something that. Wouldn't we should that be schedule something? that ladies and gentlemen you've just ed upped ladies and gentlemen it's time for some um, um, amazing news it's time to work together to solve the puzzle of success in higher education Belusian Live returns to New Orleans for March 26th through 29th to help you unlock possibility for your institution. And yes, the EdUp experience will be there recording live. Industry leaders from all across the world are converging to discover new insights, game-changing solutions, and powerful connections, all with the goal of addressing higher ed's greatest opportunities and biggest challenges. You do not want to miss Elucian Live. Learn more and secure your seat today at elive.elucian.com. It will be Amazing! It's time to level up. The beginning of a new era in higher education begins with you. Order your copy of Commencement. The beginning of a new era in higher education by Kate Colbert, Dr. Joseph Lucille, with contributions by Elvin Freitas. It's higher education's must-read book of 2022. Discover how you can seize the moment to change higher education forever commencement the beginning of a new era in higher education now available on amazon for bulk orders contact kate joe or elvin 